Welcome to the Nerd Party. They can travel anywhere in time and space. Off we go into time and space. So all of time and all of space sitting out there. Welcome to Time and Space, one married couple's adventure through the Doctor Who universe. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her never-leaving companion, Philip Gilfus. You know, I think sometimes it's okay for you to leave. Fine. We'll wait until after the podcast. Okay. All right. So you're my never-ending until the podcast ends. And then I'll slam the door angrily. Okay. And by the podcast ending, you do just mean this episode, right? We'll see how your attitude goes. (laughs) Okay. So it's a new month. I mean, we've, we've done some May stuff, but new month means, of course... A new doctor... Which Mr. Doctor, Mr. Doctor, a new Mr. Doctor. Yeah, so we had Dr. Fifth Story. Yes. Which featured uh, Nyssa and Tegan and Adric and the Master. Yes. And a trip to the supermarket. Obviously, and they get stuck in the supermarket freezer. Right. Which the Master does, and... uh, they manage to, and then when they get out of the freezer, there's a big maze that the master has set up that he thinks they'll never escape from. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, they have the power of... Well, the doctor gives peace a chance. I mean, peas. <laughs> they have the power of frozen peas. They leave a trail. They manage to escape. So whoop, spoilers whoop. on that one. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yes. Hashtag spoilers. Right. We also listened to another Big Finish production. Uh, Phobos. And Eighth Doctor Adventure. How did you enjoy that? Yeah, I liked that one. Again, I really like Sheridan Smith. I like the ones that are compacted, you know, relatively brief. We listened to it this morning. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I enjoyed the idea of it. Yeah, I thought it was just nice. uh, Interesting that the monster turned out to be not the real monster, but there were... Other, Other monsters yeah. that were good guy, mo- well, but not good guy monsters, but yeah. good intention yeah. monsters. So anyway, it was a good, good episode. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So worth listening to. And I'm looking forward to because it led into the idea that... Uh, Someone's looking for Lucy. Somebody's looking on the hunt for Lucy. So uh, looking forward to the next one on that one. Sure. Right. So we are talking today... About that old boys to men song. The end of the road? Not that one. No. Oh. Does that conclude your knowledge of boys to men songs? Okay. All right. Then I will take pity (laughs) on you. It's so hard to say goodbye to companions, which I think is exactly the. I think that was the original version anyway. And boys to men covered it and changed it a little bit. Oh, yesterday. Yeah, to yesterday. Yeah. No, they did it ages ago, though. Right. Yeah, back in the 90s. So That's um, ages ago. <laughs> it is, darling. I hate to <laughs> tell you this, but it really is. <laughs> 20 years ago, darling, was the 90s. So, yeah. Anyway, let's not talk about that anymore. Anyway, it's always hard to say goodbye. But just like the Doctor always regenerates, so the Time Lord's various companions leave us. 
Whether it's moving on to real life, being sucked into another dimension, or death, there are many ways the companions leave life in the TARDIS, and we'll be talking about those goodbyes and more. That's right. So I guess mine's will just go in order. Um, yep, jump straight in. Obviously, there have been lots and lots. Of compa- I wonder how many companions there have been. If someone has done the count, because I guess, you know, do you count the ones that were there for an episode or two or whatever? But I wonder if there's a definitive yeah. number of agreed upon companion Canon number. companions, yeah. as it were. And do you com- count now the, the Doctor Who shall not be named? Right. Uh, did he have companions? I'm sure, surely. So. Don't yeah. call me Shirley. Right. Uh, but do we count his companions if yeah. we don't count him? It's all yeah. very... And then do we count the radio companions? That's true. You're right. Yeah. Uh, all the Eighth Doctors. Yeah. yeah. The Eighth Doctor ended up with lots of companions, it appears. Mm-hmm. So. Well, so we won't be talking about them all. I guess we'll focus <laughs> we'll on... We'll skip all that. We'll focus on New Who for the most part, but I'm sure we may go into some classic companion dipping. But I guess let's start in order <laughs> and go with Rose with first. Rose, yeah. She had multiple goodbyes, or I guess one and then done. Because and... she was sucked into another dimension. Yes, yes. And ulti- I mean, that's ultimately where it ends for her, but we do continue to see her. It's dimensional travel to, to the, I don't know, prime Earth, if you will, or prime timeline. Um, when she gets to meet Donna and you have Journey's End and all that wonderful stuff with all the companions in the TARDIS with the 10th Doctor. Yes. But ultimately does return to her Earth 2 or whatever you want to call it and with um, the other Doctor. With the Donna Doctor. Yes. Yeah, which is exciting. So yeah, that's ultimately she gets sucked away and presumably is still there so she lives right happy ending quote unquote yes she gets the doctor she has her mom and and her dad and the doctor yeah uh which is a little strange but you know whatever Mm -hmm. um and it is the 10th doctor not the ninth doctor i don't know how she feels about that right Apparently felt okay enough. Uh, apparently she felt okay enough, yeah. And then uh, presumably went on to uh, become a prostitute. <laughs> uh, since I think that's her next television series is uh, con- Confessions, a Diary of a Call Girl. Confessions, I think Diary of a Call Girl is her next next production. So there well, you I go. Think, I think Sucked into Another Dimension. Um, I think you've heard it. You haven't seen it. But Romana, Romana too, but it's Romana, right? Um, is left in e-space, um, which I think you heard about that in the classic episode we watched casually. They're talking about getting back to e-space. But that was Romana with K-9. That's where she left. Of course, we know, listening to Big Finish, eventually, somehow she must come back because she ends up being president of Gallifrey. Uh, As so, you do. <laughs> yeah. As you do. So, so at least the being sucked into another dimension is sort of... I guess can be counted as a staple for a companion goodbye. So, you know, you, you don't die, you... you it's something of a happy ending, but you get to leave, but you just can't come back, presumably. Yes, or, or you know, you can, but just on special occasions, right. like the 50th anniversary and things like that. Exactly. Although, technically, that was Anyway. Yeah. But I think the, the benefit of something like that is that they can come back mm-hmm. um, and make reappearances. And I think it's always nice to see Rose reappear because she is most people's first companion. Mm-hmm. Now, I think Martha is an interesting example 
because I think it's one of the few, I say that as I halt off a little bit, uh, voluntary, just I'm going to go home. And that's it. No death, no dimensional, no turning into an alien, just drop me off on Earth. I'm done for Later, a while. Gator. Yeah. Uh, which is, yeah, I mean, she's definitely had enough. She's ready to, to move on. But then, of course, she also reappears. Yeah. Because she's, what, joined unit? Yep. So, Become, becomes a doctor, and then eventually has a flirtation with Torchwood. There you go. Who hasn't? Well, that's Let's true. be honest. And of course, uh, eventually gets married to Ricky. Ricky Mickey, and then <laughs> I guess Alien, you know, still travels around space at least because she was being attacked by a Sontaran or Sontaran, and that was presumably not on Earth. But yes, knows. yeah. So it sticks with ends up or ends up returning to the. Titan traveling world doesn't just go back and have, you know, a marriage and a picket fence and 2.5 children. Right. Yeah. But that would be an interesting thing that I think Martha, I mean, you know, they don't need to, but I'm saying Martha could return. She's with unit. Absolutely. Theoretically could be running unit. One of the, I mean, of course I have the brigadier's daughter is currently running unit, and nothing wrong with that, but, uh, you know, could always have Martha run unit and maybe one day. Absolutely. So another one who could potentially return. But that but that was sort of interesting. What did you sort of I mean of course, you know, is Martha I guess only had one series companion, you know. Mm. Wasn't a multi one. Of course I guess a few of them have been one series companions, but sort of what did you think of her uh eh, that was good. We can you know, the end of the world almost with the master and you know, being the prime minister and all that and then she you know she presumably spent what it was a year? Yeah. That never happened. Yeah. You know, and then came back and was like, "Yeah, I'm good." Yeah. And and you can sort of understand it. That that last little bit's pretty darn traumatic. Mm-hmm. Uh so you can understand her needing a break. But I like the fact that she does come back to the fold as it were. Mm-hmm. Because I guess as far as cuz she is a warrior. It's true. As far as voluntary, this was more in a fit of peak, but Sarah Jane uh left uh the fourth doctor, I think he, he, if I remember correctly, he received a dis- distress call from Gallifrey and sort of they had a, a bit of a row and she's left the TARDIS and he left her and that was it. And never comes back. Yeah. Which, Except that he, yeah. Which she's quite cross about when she meets the 10th Doctor mm-hmm. and, and really quite upset about, oh, it's very sad. I love Sarah Jane. <laughs> but again... She doesn't get really go on to have a normal life because she gets the, the taste Sarah of the Jane, TARDIS. Yeah, the Sarah Jane Chronicles and K9 gets mm. custody of K9 somehow. It's a version of K9. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, go, continues to have her own adventures. Mm-hmm. But, like, the same thing with two Martha doesn't live a regular life, as you say. So. Yeah. So, even though if you leave the TARDIS to go back to Earth and to your own timeline, you still t- kind of tend to. Have be affected by that. Um, there's something we haven't watched, which I hope to do in a future episode, which I think addresses this even more, especially with the Fated Companions, and that is the Sarah Jane Chronicles episode. I want to say the episode's the, called The Death of the Doctor, something like that. But it goes into the fate of certain companions. Um, oh, At least narratively, they, yeah. they mention it, because we, we see Joe Grant, who was the third Doctor's companion, um, and Sarah Jane, and then the 11th Doctor, and we kind of talk about how it was a little bit of discussion of companions past and what happened. So yes, yeah. So I mean, I think you're right. Once people get a taste of the TARDIS, they can't go back to a normal life. 
unless they have their memory of the Uh, whole time completely erased. So Donna. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, so Donna. Donna. Yeah. And it breaks my heart for her because she was living a life that she wasn't happy with. She was living a small life that she wasn't happy with. And she got to experience the bigness of life and then had her entire memory wiped and had to go back to the small. And... I just find that so sad. Yeah, because I mean, I, you know, in the end, I suppose, you know, she has a happy ending. You know, finds a nice gentleman, gets married, and presumably wins the lottery. So, you know, all in all, it worked out for her. So I guess we can't complain too much, right? But she forgets her taste of the TARDIS. So so presumably lives a quote-unquote normal life. So yeah. nothing to critique about that. But of course, as you say, as she sort of grew a lot with the Doctor, it's hard to take that away it's just sort of one of those oh i woke up and it's all a dream kind of endings which are never really satisfying but yeah yeah but again leaves her room to come back at some point Mm -hmm. she would be great fun with the 13th doctor (laughs) oh her reactions would just be priceless Mm -hmm. oh that would be brilliant i would quite love that (laughs) because i would i would be interesting if uh, not that you you know but if donna had children um to see what that would be like Donna as as mom with her husband. Yeah, and of course we do get to see that a little bit in the oh yeah um, the library episode. Yes, yeah the the or r- episodes r- River Song episodes. Yeah, what she looks like with children mm. and a husband. And does she she doesn't marry that guy though? Does well, she? Well, I mean, just in in the fantasy head, yeah, they got married. No, but I mean, because she does go off and get married, mm-hmm. but it wasn't to him, was it? No, because that was sort of her fantasy. Well, I guess that was a real guy. Yeah, because at the end of that episode, he's she's there looking for him and uh, doesn't find him. And the doctor's like, we have to go. And then you see him. Yeah. And he's looking for her. Because he has a speech impediment. Yeah. She has... She doesn't get... She loses a lot. She <laughs> loses a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's quite sad. Um, and, and then I think a lot with the Doctor, or the Tenth Doctor specials, and I can't remember the names off the top of my head, um, and I'm going to forget people's names. Kylie, Kylie dies. Yes. Yep. I'm probably, I'm probably not doing these in order. The peer, the Duchess, whatever she was, ends up escaping to have further adventures. Michelle, whatever her name is. Oh, right. Yes. I'm trying to first think if I'm forgetting another special. Um, Titanic... Uh, Water of Mars. Water of Mars. Uh, the woman kills herself because she's the commander of the Mars Martian unit and the doctor saves her, even though history says that she dies and he brings her back to Earth. Oh, and right. Because he's the Time yes. Lord, victorious or whatever, and then she kills herself yep. to, I guess, make sure time stays the way it is or whatever. But anyway, so a little bit more tragic tends to be in the movies or yeah. the specials. Yeah, the, the short... The short ones don't necessarily. Although, James Corden. Well, you're, just, you're jumping ahead a lot there. Yeah. Okay. That's all right. Mm-hmm. But he survives. Right. Yes. With, with his baby, Stormageddon. With his baby, Stormageddon. He doesn't want to be called Stormageddon anymore. anymore. Don't right. be rude. Are you ready to move back to to the timeline, as yes. it were? Amy and Rory? Amy and Rory. So that's, an again, an interesting one. Uh, sort of an involuntary leaving, obviously. Mm. A... Uh, 
I mean, it's not a death, obviously, right? It's stuck in the past. Mm. I mean, that's but they live their together. lives out together to yeah. the, to the fullest, presumably. So, uh, um, and they still get to see River, mm-hmm. presumably their daughter, who they never got to raise. And, uh, and if you believe the deleted scene, they have a other child. I was going to say, I, uh, River Song doesn't mention it. We haven't gotten it yet, but yeah, that would be interesting. Well, they adopted it. That's yeah. That would be interesting mm-hmm. for them to bring an offspring of really any of the companions, mm-hmm. uh, but somebody like like Amy and Rory who were you know sent to the past, and so they would have a you know maybe a grandson or granddaughter who could. Well, when I when we when we ever we watched Death of the Doctor, Joe Grant, her grandson's with her when, when in that episode. So because he, he he interacts with the <clears throat> kids of Sarah Jane. So yeah, well, yeah, and Sarah Jane has uh, adopted son, an adopted Luke. son as yeah. well who could come in. So yeah. there, are, there are lots of uh, opportunities. Opportunities, yeah. Amy and Rory is sad. It is. Um, but we they're know together. they're not dead. We know they're together. We know mm-hmm. they still get to see River Song. So, mm-hmm. and they, I guess they live per se normal lives. I mean, in nineteen twenty or uh, yeah, whatever they were caught in. You know, so she becomes a book publisher, I guess. So, and I don't, I don't know what uh, Roy ends up getting on with, but they live relatively normal lives, I suppose, in the past New York past. Yep. So, other than being stuck in America, so yeah, these things happen, right? So, but another sort of saying goodbye, not being able to be come back, but happy-ish ending. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Clara. Oh, yeah, that happened. I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, you know, the facts, of course, are that she, she dies, but then the doctor steals her away from her death timeline or death moment. And then she, I mean, it's presented that eventually she'll have to go back. But she has a TARDIS, so that time and space of her choosing is yeah. of her choosing. So she, as far as we know, either she and Maisie Williams are off gallivanting through time and space, mm-hmm. or she's finally gone back and is subsequently dead. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say forgotten. Of course, that gets fixed in uh, Twice Upon a Time, but for the most part, she was, he, she was forgotten by the Doctor, but he gets his memory restored before he regenerates. Yes, so. He remembers Clara. But yeah, see, that one, I don't know. I mean, we, we can... Do you think with the finality, like even a rose or a whatever, um, which I guess that's different, but like I say with Clara, would you have preferred she stayed dead? Or do you think it's sort of a... Uh, or do you think it's a cheat how they did that at the end? Or do you think it's fine to get, kind of go back and get that sort of happier ending? Um, I like the fact that they at least got the chance to say goodbye. But I do feel a little bit like it's a cheat. Yeah. And that's my feeling. Again, I mean, even though Clara's not my favorite at the end, I'm like, oh, go ahead and kill her. I mean, you can have her get, leave in a, in a different way where you don't have to kill her. But if you're going to kill her, then kill her. I mean, you know. Yes. It felt a little bit namby-pamby. Right. I mean, I, and I get the, because the point was, of course, the doctor had to go to his, to the full end and had to be revealed that, you know, he would end up destroying the universe. And that was why, you know. They had to say goodbye um, versus just jerking her away. But, yeah, I don't know. Because you, you get to a moment like, and I know we're talking about the companions, not the doctor per se, but I'm thinking of, you know, when Amy and Rory left, the doctor sort of was in a depression with the gang in the Christmas special. And so I think then the doctor is, is the 12th doctor. And instead of 
a depression because he knows he lost Clara, even though he can't remember her, and that's where he meets River again with the husbands of River, where he where they, that's where he finds him. But I mean, I feel like if you're going to give the impact of the Doctor, you got to do the impact. I mean, not that I'm saying you just kill women to make the Doctor kill story, all but, of it. Yeah, but, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know the fridge phenomenon or whatever. But yeah, the fridge phenomenon. Uh, where you kill a woman <laughs> character just to give growth to the male characters, but it's that's a term of art. Okay, yeah. why is it the fridge? Because uh, in the comics, um, I can't remember which comic book it was. The girlfriend is found dead in the freezer or the fridge. Right. And so. Okay. Yeah. Well, and you know, you can do it the other way around. Yeah, because I can... think gender, and you know, because even though the doctor's always been male, but as we will discuss, you know, they're. Doctors have died, or excuse me, companions have died, um, male and female. Yeah. So. And then Bill? Yeah, Bill, again, I don't know. Again, and again, another she died, but she didn't, which I felt like two in a row. That was, I guess that's kind of like with Carla, oh, okay, I felt like it was a cheap thing. You did the same thing with Bill. She dies, but she doesn't die because yeah. she's floating in water and space. I yeah. don't know. I, and see, I was more okay with that mm-hmm. because I feel like they prepped us for that from the beginning. Uh-huh. It felt natural that the water girl comes back mm-hmm. to get her <clears throat> because they hadn't finished whatever they were meant to do. Mm-hmm. And so that one didn't bother me as much because it made more sense. Um, whether or not they meant to set us up for that from the beginning. Yeah, and that was a question having watched the pilot again recently with the Bill's first episode and you know, she's being sort of sucked away with her water girlfriend. The doctor's basically like, no, and I guess the argument is, you know, you have a life to live. Don't get sucked into the water girlfriend space and time vortex. But then I guess when she's dead or, or dying as a Cyberman, yeah, why not, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like I say, I was much more comfortable with that one, I think, than I was with Clara's because yeah. it made continuity sense. So Yeah, and then, you know, because... We sort of got the slow death of Bill. I mean, that was, you know, two episodes. But, you know, we got to sort of, she gets shot pretty early on in that episode. Yeah. And then gets sent to Cyberland. That, that's pretty much been it. I mean, you know, it's always hard when you have companions, whether it's for, you know, it's always, are we saying goodbye because it's a story reason? Or are we saying goodbye because the actor wants to leave? And so, then how do you craft that story? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think the ultimate takeaway is... It's a dangerous job, mm-hmm. being a companion. Because, I mean, I would assume that, I'm forgetting everyone's real names, Rose, the actor. Billy Piper. Billy Piper wanted to leave, I assume, that she had put in her years. She, yeah, and she had put in her years. Mm-hmm. And so she was probably wanting to move on. Yeah. Martha, I don't know about um, Freema, um, whether that was a write out. Like, you've done your year. Thank you very much. We're going to move on to someone else. Or she's like, I'm good for my year. I'm moving on. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know any of the stories of any of the background. Yeah. I kind of assume that Catherine Tate felt like she'd done her time. Well, I assume that was probably mutually because that was the end of the 10th Doctor. I mean, other than the specials, I guess. Mm. But Well, and she's got her own yeah. comedy show. She's not hurting for... I'm not that I'm saying any other of them are, but... Yeah. At the time. <laughs> she was not hurting for work. Yeah. yeah. Um, Amy and Rory. I assume Karen, because that's when she was probably moving into a movie career. Um, so that was probably voluntarily, I assume. Yeah. Um, and quite possibly, you know, felt like she'd done her time. I mean, they'd, mm-hmm. they'd been through quite a lot. Clara had done her time. 
Same thing with her, because then she picked up Victoria right afterwards. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know this for a fact, listener, so if you know the stories, you let me know. But just yeah, from what little I know, it just seemed like you know she did her time in the, in the TARDIS and was starting to get other things and other opportunities. And she'd done two series at that point. You know, I, I know for the companions, I mean, two series is a lot, I suppose. I mean, I don't complain, but it seems that no one really goes beyond that mm. often. Yeah. And poor Bill. Yeah, that was just... She was just a casualty of the turnover, Yeah, I just think. the fact that when Peter left, they are like, man, they're probably... And then uh, with with um, Stephen leaving, you know, it's like, well, Let's I guess you're leaving too. Let's wrap everything up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing Pearl Mackey and other things, because I do think she's brilliant. Mm-hmm. So, what about... Jumping into the TARDIS library and seeing, we've talked a little bit about some of the things that happened to old school Who uh, companions. Uh, what are we looking at this week in the TARDIS library? This week we're going to be looking at Earthshock, the fifth Doctor adventure, which premiered 8 March 1982, and the reason we're going to be talking about this is because uh, the Fifth Doctor is known for having many companions, often at the same time, but in this serial we get the first death of a companion in a while. Not the first death of a companion ever, but it had been a while at that point, since we had actually killed off a companion, that would be Adric. Yep. So now I know this is, uh, I, I don't know how you felt about this. This is the first time you ever met Adric. Um, so I don't, you know, don't know how powerful it was for him to die at the end. But what did you think of? Is, uh, okay. is it, it's not his first time though, right? I mean, it was the first time I've seen it. Yeah, that's anyone, what I'm saying. But, yeah. but it wasn't his first time. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that made me the, the saddest about it was at the very beginning of the of that little section he was wanting to go home mm-hmm. he was trying to get home and the doctor was sort of shrugging him off no 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 not right now kind of thing and and so that must come with its own section of regret mm-hmm. he um, was sort of feeling uh, ignored by the doctor and not being mentored enough or or whatever yeah and wanting to go home, and it was one of those things because I, I think sometimes you, you can criticize classic Who for not doing characterization as well. Um, yeah, I don't know, modern TV writing is a little bit different these days. Yeah, but I always, I was, as I was watching, I'm like, is this one of those episodes where it's like, wow, Adric's getting all these lines because, well, it's his last one, so we're gonna, you know, throw it all at him. <laughs> and of course, he does get the honor of. Destroying all the dinosaurs. Exactly, exactly. So, um, but it, it was one of those uh, you can sometimes tell when a character's going to die. They suddenly start having a lot of characterization. You're like, wow, had we known we could be like this, maybe we wouldn't want to kill them all. But, yeah. yeah. But um, I don't know. I know. I know. Or sometimes I won't speak for anyone. I know sometimes Adric has seen as some uh, maybe an annoying character. Um, but I don't know. I, I was not neither. You know, watching this when I did in, in order. You know, because he'd been around kind of the tail end of the fourth Doctor. Oh, right. And so, oh, okay. Yeah. And so he'd been around a little bit, you know, a year or two. I, I don't know the exact time period off the top of my head. So I'm sure Matt, I think Matthew Waterhouse, I, that may, I can't remember if that's his name or not, um, whether he wanted to leave or not, but, but that was sort of the way that went. So, 
but yeah, it was it was I th- I thought it was treated well. I mean, actually, I thought this was a pretty good story. Um, I I think I would have liked to have seen more of the Doctor having that realization of if I'd let him go home when he wanted to, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, although that may come in subsequent episodes, you know, because we just watched it to the end of that natural serialization. Mm-hmm. And I don't know because it seemed to be in this in the series that at some point when he finally did the calculations, he's like, oh, "I was just kidding, Doctor. I didn't really want to go home. I just." You know, I guess he just wanted the attention, or just wanted to show him that he could that he could do the calculations of how to get back to E space and all those things. So it was sort of very interesting. But but I thought it's very good um, as a classic Who or anyone. I mean, mm. I think it's a standout as far as how the characters were treated and good pacing. And I was reading a little bit of the background that you know you without I forget when you finally know it's the Cyberman, whether it's the end of the first episode or the second. Maybe it's the end of the first one, but I think so. you really don't know there's it's the Cybermen for the when you're starting off with about who the villains are. Yeah, and so it's sort of a good surprise. And I was reading the background that um, J and T, uh, the showrunner or executive producer in those days, whatever you want to call it, was wanted to keep it a secret that it was the Cybermen. So um, that was a nice reveal there. But yeah, I thought other than the 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 ship looking all like one thing and they just ran in different ways a million times the way they were oh, shooting. Yeah. But that's yeah, that's <laughs> fairly enormous. Uh they did have women a woman captain. That's right. On the ship, which And first officer. And first officer, which was interesting. And older yeah. women. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess you would be, but you know that was a nice nice touch, an early yeah, well, feminist then, the woman sergeant or something that got killed by the Cybermen. That was oh, right, thing, yes. And so... Actually in the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, 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 and uh, this was sort of the uh, maybe the only time that you actually have a different closing shot of the credits. Just have Adric's Broken Star as the music plays. Bless. Yeah, so... I mean, I, I, I think it's it's... I mean, you never want to have to write a general rule, but I think it's good to have a companion death not every year or every two years or every three years, but I mean, you know, this is dangerous stuff that the, and there's this, I need to find it one day. Cause I, and I don't know where to find it other than to watch the episode, but it's in the power of three, I believe with the 11th doctor. And that's when Brian Roy's dad asks the doctor what's happened to all his past companions. Mm, and you have yes. that moment where some have left and some gone and some have died, you know? And so, and then Brian dies, doesn't he? Does he die in that? No, no, no. No, am I making that up? You're making that up. No, oh, maybe he should. <laughs> Just going to put that Because remember out in there. the deleted scene, the adopted son comes and meets Brian because he's been tending to the plants. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. So I want to know from the people who listen, mm-hmm. knowing all of this, that if you travel with the doctor, chances are pretty good you're going to end up in another dimension whether time or space, mm-hmm. or die, would you still do it? Or memory wiped. Or your memory wiped. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that appears to be a one-off. I don't know <laughs> if we have any other memory wipes. But, yeah, would you do, would you do it, darling? Would you go with him? Uh, oh, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> Leave you, because you never know. I'd be no, back no, the no. next I, day. Look, I've got it. Tuesday. I've got it right here. You're never <laughs> leaving companion. Oh, I'm trying to think. I I can't remember off the top of my head. I almost want to say Jamie, a second doctor, gets memory wiped, but 
I, I might be wrong on that one. Oh, we'll have so, to go back yeah. and check. Yeah. So, but anyway, but yeah, yeah, I think you know the risk is what it is. Get the taste of the TARDIS, and you jump in. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I have to be like, well, I have to check with my wife first. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'd be the Amy and Rory, right. obviously. Oh, wait. So we'd have a time head for our baby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that that makes sense. Finn could come along. That's our cat. That is our cat, yes. He's very excited about the idea of being included. Could it be modified so he's like a canine? No. Except what would be his? He would just be our cat, our pet Finn cat. Nine. Not Finn Nine. <laughs> Stop <laughs> trying to turn my cat into a robot. We've talked about this. <sighs> well, what are we going to be talking right. about next week? Well, I think next week, and this is one of those that requires a lot of prep, so we have been in the beginnings of it. So speaking of companions. The speaking of companions, I think that next week we're going to spend some time with uh, the face of Bo. Captain Jack Harkness. Yes. Yes, whom we've just recently, in our Torchwood rewatch, gotten to see naked. <laughs> Again. Again, I was about to say. Because that's, a... <laughs> that's Jack's thing. Yep. Quite possibly, that's John Barrowman's thing, um, let's yes. be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're going to look at, at uh, Jack in both Doctor Who and Torchwood mm-hmm. and uh, see what his story looks like. Yeah. Well, until next week, darling... I will never leave you, no matter what happens in all of time and space. Aw, as long as I get to bring the cat. This is BBC Television.